Wow, that floor looks great. I did. I used neutral cleaner, a cylindrical brush, and spent plenty of time running it north and south and east and west. Welcome to Beyond Clean with Jim, a podcast that brings to you on your schedule in your environment current and relative conversations on subjects that impact you, the individuals in the cleaning industry who save lives every day. Beyond Clean with Jim is streaming to you through Podbean from their studios inside Jim Supply in Central Florida. From their six locations, Jim Supply has been improving lives with clean supplies since 1930. Check out our options today for education, product, and equipment at jimsupply.net. Check out the seven pillars of the Jim Difference. At Jim, we are not just another vendor, we are your partner. Now let's join your host, Dave Thompson, as he talks with yet another influencer in the cleaning industry here on Beyond Clean with Jim. Hello everyone, this is Dave Thompson. I'm your host today and I don't believe the calendar. I truly just don't believe the calendar today. It says it's August the 1st of 2022. I do not know where the time is going, but I am so very glad to be here with you. I know that I've said this uh, a few times before, but today is kind of a special day for me. It uh, This past week, I uh, just passed my two-year anniversary from heart surgery, and I am so very glad to be with you here today. Um, life has a little different meaning these years, and now that we're two years out, uh, you know, it, you just kind of look at things a little differently. And, um, you know, we have with us again, it's the first Monday of the month. And Sean DeVore just spends a little bit of time with us every month. Hello, Sean. Good morning, Dave. Glad to have you. Even more now that I know that it's been two years. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. It, uh, you, you know, it, it, it does put a different light on things as, uh, as it goes. Um, you know, the, the months or the years that just mean a little bit different. It, I, and, and I don't want to prolong that conversation a lot, but, you know, folks, when you, uh, when you get a second lease on life, as they say, um, you, you know, you've heard that before, Sean, but it, until you until you live it, it just doesn't mean the same. I can't. Yeah, I, I saw my dad uh, go through it, and he does appreciate life. Uh, oh gosh, we're skipping out on you quite a bit there, Sean. You know, he went through a similar situation with a heart attack about about two years ago. Yeah, I don't know what's going we skipped on with out the on you uh, there. phone connection, but it, I have full signal, so I'm not sure what's going on. Yeah, I don't know what's yeah, well, going I mean, on. I got I, full I signal. I guess I do too now. Well, I don't know. I want to close a few things out here just so that it. Uh, I know that it's not something I've got going on. Anyway, um, you know, uh, I, folks, it's a. Uh, we, we both were on vacation last week, so here we are on a Monday morning after vacation for both of us, and we're going to, what do we want to talk about? So uh, we're not going to talk about what happened last week in business, but I think over the last uh, month since we talked, um, we are a month closer to the uh, the trade show coming up. The School Plant Management Association is coming up in September. I'm excited about that, getting able to see everybody again, all my clients coming, the schools coming in, facility directors, facility 
maintenance directors all coming in to get their CEUs um, and go to the trade show. I'm excited about seeing everybody again. Yeah, it. Uh, I don't think I've been to a uh, an in-person conference. I can't count the the months now. It's been too many. Yeah, I haven't been to any either. Um, this will be the first one that I've actually been to where we had a trade show. What we're talking about here, folks, is uh, September the 12th through the 14th. We're both going to be at the uh, FSPMA uh, show here in Orlando. Uh, we happen to have a couple of uh, seminars, classes that uh, we're going to be co-hosting. Um, you can look on the schedule there on the website and, and find that uh, the times. Uh, I've got several of them that I'll be talking uh, through. One of those that I'm going to be conducting, Sean, is getting to wow. Getting to wow. Is that in how the floor looks? Yeah, well, that's the that's the whole thing. You got to come to that session to find out what wow is all about. Yeah. Wow, that floor looks great. I did. I used neutral cleaner, a cylindrical brush. And spent plenty of time running it north and south and east and west. Wow. And you and you only wish that your clients would actually do that, Sean. <laughs> I know. So, so, so uh, since you mentioned that, what's happening in the world of floor cleaning that uh, just makes you scratch your head and go, why in the world would they do that? Because they're not getting to wow. Well, I was in a hospital in South Georgia a couple weeks ago, and they had called me in because they wanted to consider the product liquid linoleum for their operating rooms. Oh. And I went in and visited with the hospital. It's a, a nice, uh, smaller hospital in a rural part of Georgia. Great mm -hmm. people. They're awesome. And they had redone their operating rooms. They have two operating theaters, and they had redone them about a year and a half ago. And cool. they're having extreme problems with uh, soiling. Uh-oh. Uh, you go in there and it looks like, you know, watermarks on the floor, but it's dark. It's black. And so, I so what, color was the, what color was the floor? The floor was supposed to be a beige with some black flecks in it. It was a epoxy resin floor that had been poured. Oh no! And, don't tell uh, don't tell me it was one of those garage floored floors. I've I've done that beige floor with the the flakes in it. Well, the funny story is, I sat down on the floor, I inspected it, I took some pictures, I looked at it, and I said they had not told me anything other than what I saw when I went in there, and they wanted to okay. know all about the legato. And I got down on the floor and I looked at it, and I'm like, I don't want to offend anybody here. I, uh, but it appears to me that whoever did this floor uh, either told you it was something that's not, or they told you what it was in order for you to save a lot of money. And they poured this out of a bucket they got at Lowe's or Home Depot or one of the big box stores. And it's basically made for your garage. And they and didn't nobody, prep the floor right either, did they? Correct. And so uh, they didn't, they, none of them said anything. They all just listened. And I said, uh, you know, I asked him how they're cleaning the floor. And she's like, well, we mop it after every surgery. Oh I'm like, well, what are you using? And she told me they had some kind of antimicrobial. And I said, well, it appears to me from what my experience is telling me is that you've used a very inexpensive poured 
epoxy type floor um, and it doesn't have a wear layer on it. So over the year, you've been mopping it and that residue has continued to stay on it. You haven't cleaned it with an auto scrubber. You haven't uh, mm -hmm. upped your pH. You haven't left any dwell time for your chemical. So all your chemical is still here on the floor. Any place there's a indentation or some kind of low spot, that's where that chemical is collecting after it comes off the mop. And that's why you have all these dark spots everywhere. It looks like waves. And they didn't really say anything. And they wanted, they asked me some questions about the liquid legato. And we walked out and one of the facility guys says, you know, the old facility guy that was here had his son pour that floor. And his son is a painter. Mm -hmm. I said, I said, well, they, you know, I mean, he was trying to save the hospital money and, right. he, and he was successful at doing that. But now you're going to have to come in here and grind all of that off the floor and, right. and, and tear and take your OR completely down. It's going to have to be, you're going to be down for seven days per room. And it's going to cost you a ton of money. So that money that was saved on the front end is now going to be doubled now because of the cost of everything time frame, all that kind of stuff. And I said, well, and you have all of the dust and abatement from all of that too, Sean. Yeah. Oh yeah. Everything's going to be affected. And they've got, uh, um, they do have, they can use that other one, but they're going to shut one down for seven days and then they'll have to reboot it. And then they'll have to shut the other one down for seven days. And it's, it's going to be a mess. And well, and that's seven days after after it's uh, cleared, but it's probably going to to clear out an OR room is probably going to take another day, and to set one up is going to take another day. So you're talking correct. nine days, right? <clears throat> a week and a half. Somebody wanted to save some money up front, and then they're not doing the proper main. That floor may have lasted a little bit longer or looked better longer. Uh, if they had scrubbed it the way they were supposed to, but I, I gave them directions on scrubbing it. Um, so hopefully they will do that to try to get them through in case ACA comes through or, uh, some inspection, uh, comes through that they have to pass because right now with that floor as dirty as it is, it's not going to pass ACA. Well, and this is the situation, as you just said, uh, you know, as we started here at the top of the show is, you know, clean it with a cylindrical auto scrubber and neutral cleaner. Um, this is simply doesn't matter what the floor is, doesn't matter where it is, what the floor type is. That is the best way to remove films. And, and we've talked about this almost every time, Sean, that you and I get together. The mop that people are using needs to be banned from the building. Well, and then the other thing is you have the chemical salespeople who are coming in telling to clean, having these biological cleaners that they say they're antimicrobial or you know, leave it on the floor, leave it on the wall because it's going to kill these uh, imaginary, I wouldn't say imaginary, but they're going <laughs> to invisible bugs. And the thing is, is if you clean, keep something clean, it keeps the bugs away anyway because it's clean. Right. Absolutely. It, it's removal. And, and it, it, you know, you, every time that you leave a film that will kill, you're leaving a film and that film builds up. And, you know, if you do that during the week, you have to at least do the physical removal once a week. Exactly. Well, I don't know if you remember, but I, I told a story one time before about going to a box store to, 
to pay for my stuff. It was during COVID. They had the screen hanging up and they had everything. And she had a little squirt bottle there. And I'm like, I told her, I said, I'm not touching that keypad keypad to type in my code for my debit card. And she's like, well, why not? I said, look at it. She'd been spraying it for who knows how long for weeks with that stuff. And it was just gummed up with goo, Yep. you know? And I'm like, your all your microbes are inside that goo. Uh-huh. You know, and I every time somebody touches it, it pulls whatever's on their finger off. Yeah, and so these antimicrobial products that are in the product that do work now can't work because of the buildup of the, the, the biological load. And now it has actually turned into a food source because it's now holding everything that the microbes live on. Right. So that that was on that keyboard is the same thing that was on that floor in that OR. Correct. And and you know, folks, you know, if you've you know, if you've been like Sean and I and you've actually been in a working OR room, um, let's just say the biologicals that are on the floor are nothing like you would ever imagine. Well, when we went in there, we had to put on a, all the way from the head to the toe. We had to cover up with booties, put on uh, surgical pants, a, a shirt, and a cap to go even go in the room. Oh, yeah. And it, which and, is self-defeating because the floor was so dirty, it didn't mean anything. Well, it, you know, I've been in a working OR room during surgery, uh, not just as a patient, but also as a salesperson. And uh, I've, I've, you know, to clean up the challenges of what we're talking about here, folks. And uh, it's not the normal um, gallery of floor cleaning. Uh, it's not the normal uh, microbial amount that's on the floor. And to think that a mop would ever be the right tool in that arena is ludicrous. And it's done quickly because typically they want to turn those rooms over quickly. So one person gets wheeled out, they come in and clean it. And then the question becomes, did they sanitize the mop bucket? Did they change mop heads? Did they rinse the mop head? You know, or is it they just roll it in a closet and then pick it back up the next patient? You, 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 you actually just cussed. You do know that, right? I know. I know. You said rinse the mop. That's a cuss <laughs> exactly. word to post. I well, mean, yeah, the, dude. The, <laughs> it's impossible to do that. Well, and, and such is, these are, these are what we teach in class all the time. You know, just because it's a tool we've used since the 1400s does not mean that it's a tool that we should be using in the 21st century as the main principal tool for every surface. And you're talking about legato, which, folks, if you haven't uh, been on the podcast with us before, this is uh, Mannington's new liquid linoleum. Um, if they continue to do what they're doing now and do buck up for the legato, they're going to be in the same boat because you can't take care of this new, these new products, these ways. Um, I know that several of the operating rooms, hospitals that I worked with in my past, um, we actually use no touch cleaning machines so that we could spray rinse water, not chemical, but right. water on the floor and suck the material into a holding tank and flush it down the drain so that, it was quick. It rinsed. We got rid of it. And, and, and quite literally, 
they never used any chemicals on the floor in the OR until it was nighttime for the major cleanup. But during the day, in between patients, it was rinse and suck. Yep. So now you're talking with them. What I, I'm, I'm curious. What what are they uh, What are they thinking, Sean? Well, we we're we've had to talk about doing a completely new maintenance program. You know, this is going to have to be, let me meet with the maintenance director. We're going to talk about what kind of machines you have, what kind of pads you're trying to use, what, what is your program. Because in the rest of the, the facility, they're using some kind of finish. And I, with the facility guy was unaware because I was like, what do you know what finish he's putting on this uh, luxury vinyl uh, tile? And he's oh like, my God, they're putting on finish on tile too. On I'm, luxury like, vinyl. I'm, like, I'm like, there's no, he goes, there's no finish on it. I said, oh yeah, there's finish on it. It's not a lot, but there's finish on it. I said, do you ever see him like using a high-speed buffer and then the guy has a spray bottle in his hand? And he's like, oh, yeah, they do that all the time. They call that spray oh bottle. Oh, my gosh. I said, so they're spraying a chemical or a finish out of that bottle onto the floor and then buffing it. And he's probably mopping something on, too. He's not putting a lot, but there is a there is a shine to this floor. He's That's how he knows how to do it to make his job easier. And, uh, and the floor, you know, the floors look clean and, and they, they did look good. He didn't, he had, he didn't have 10 coats of fi uh, finish on it, but there was three or four and they were spray buffing. And, um, so that's how the rest of the hospital, and then he had a different kind of ceramic up front, like a, almost like a quarry tile that he was doing nothing to. So they got a variety of different floors. That one. You know, and as you say that, and you're talking about the luxury vinyl, I saw something uh, that was posted the other day about the sacrificial wear layers that can be mopped on the on the on the uh, luxury vinyl. And I'm thinking, do you actually know why we have luxury vinyl floors, folks? Uh, it's so that we don't have to be recoding and taking coats off and everything. What what is this term sacrificial wear layer? That's well. If you go back in the days with VCT, that's what we did with VCT. Is we'd put a three day coat on it after it was manufactured. It had a, a a small coat of finish on it from the factory to get it through construction, and then you stripped it and and put finish on it uh, when you took occupancy. And I guess that's but, what but, they may have been. But now these to. folks are saying. But now these folks are saying that we need to have a liquid uh, finish that we can pour on the luxury vinyl because that's the sacrificial wear layer um, that can be taken on and off, uh, just like we do VCT. And I'm thinking, do you folks, do you not understand the progression of the industry trying to remove the labor-intensive wear layer, sacrificial wear layers that we spend all of this money trying to maintain um, yeah, I mean, I, I just some, sometimes beyond myself. Well, one of the major underlayment manufacturers that I work with, I'm not going to mention who it is, but, um, they sent me something to review the other day and that's exactly what it was. It was exactly what you just described. This manufacturer has came out with a complete system to put on a liquid coat on the top of LVT. And they sent it to me to ask me what I thought about it. And I'm like, why would I want to put finish on my LVT? 
they're like, well, it's not a finish. It's a, you know, it's a way to fill in scratches. And, and I'm like, no, it's finish. And it costs a ton of money based on what you're telling me on how much it costs. So you're paying a premium price for your LVP or your LVT, and then you're putting a finish on top of it. You're going right back to the same thing you were doing. And I think, you know, I, I, I go back and think like this, this big school system that I deal with, it's huge. We do tons of schools. And at the amount of finish that they're not buying, because I do know for a fact that Leon County in Tallahassee was back in 2014, 2015, was spending like a million dollars a summer to do finish. So you take that away, you know, and you're not, they're not buying, they're not buying finish. So they're buying neutral cleaner. And the labor that goes with that finish. I mean, yeah. all of the labor that, you know, to remove and polish and apply and everything, you're, you're talking about the hard cost of the finish. Yeah. So you got to go in there, you got to go in there and strip it. Then you got to go in there and put finish on it. Then you got to go back in and buff it. It's like cutting hay. Um, <laughs> hay and and we call that a sacrificial, price. yeah, we call that sacrificial wear layer so that we can just keep spending our money, uh, you know, to sacrifice that. Uh, and, and, and yeah, yeah, you're right. And now manufacturers are coming up with this new, the chemical guys coming up with this new, uh, uh, sacrificial, uh, thing. And it's just turning, uh, I don't know. Can, can you tell folks that we're both scratching our heads this morning? <laughs> you know, I had that back in the uh, early 2000s. I was dealing with a school system in South Florida, and it, they were buying a lot of carpet. And I installed two schools, and one of the facility guys called me, and he's like, hey, um, I got a question. I said, what's that? And he goes, we just installed your carpet over here and the guy that works with the county, he's got a contract with the county is wanting to come in and apply a scotch guard to the top of the carpet. Oh, I'm like, why would you do that? And he's like, well, they, he does every school in the system. As soon as they put new carpet in, he comes in and put scotch guard on it. I said, well, back then we didn't, we were just starting to play. Well, I guess it was and yeah, we were still, we were doing, um, cationic dyed material back then but it wasn't as prolific as what it is now but it was a you know there was already a scotch guard applied to the product in manufacturing mm -hmm, so right. he's and it's designed to not let anything stick to it so he had a real real thing going so i i met with the facility director for the school district and said why are you paying this guy 25 cents a yard i think it was at the time to go in and apply something it's already on the carpet and whatever he's applying is walking off is not even sticking to it because we already have a fluorocarbon on it. And he's like, really? I said, yeah, here's the documentation. This is how we do it. This is what's on there. You actually have a 15 year stain warranty. If you don't get, if you get a stain in it, we cover it for 15 years. That guy was, he lost all that business. He was not happy with me. Uh, well, he, and I, I think, Sean, this goes back to what the industry has done for, you know, the last 30, 40, 50 years is we've applied all of these things. And as the substrate that we're walking on, you know, folks, whether you're talking the liquid linoleum, the uh, LV or the carpet here, the substrate that we're walking on, folks, has changed. But the maintenance processes hasn't and so therefore you're at this crossroads of fighting this battle 
of you know, and and I and I hate to make it sound like we're we're trying to bash the chemical guys this morning, folks, but we're we're not really. It's just you have to really look at why you've got what you have and what you need to be doing. And as Sean just said, if we can can lower the cost of the product that we're using on a daily basis here, or on a, on this average uh, yearly basis, and apply it to more daily physical cleaning in a better way, then your maintenance cost year over year goes down. Yeah, because if you look at a school district, as we've mentioned before, if you you do have to clean the floor daily, which they probably are less likely to do with VCT because they know they're going to put finish on it in the summer. But if you clean the floor daily, the maintenance people can be doing something else all summer because there's no kids that are making the floor dirty. So they have they don't have to buy any stripper, any finish. They don't have to do the labor, nothing over the summer because it's done while only while the kids are there. Well, even though I was on vacation last week, I had a prior student that had taken a concrete class with me uh, give me a, a, a text, and I answered it, and uh, he said, well, now I'm challenged with an LV floor, and I remember you have a class on that. I said, yes. He says, well, the thing is that they don't want to send me to class, they want to spend, but they need a floor finish that we can put on there that will resist the scratches. So I just answered back in the text, not available. <laughs> Right. <laughs> His text back was why? And I said, for the simple reason, the scratching is coming from your chairs and tables, right? Correct. I said, so the first thing you need to do is put the floor protectors on those chairs and tables, because I don't care what wear layer you put on there, it's going to scratch them. Right. So we can't afford that. I said, but you're not going to be applying finish and you're not going to be a trying to maintain a finish you're going to be protecting the wear layer that's on there by the manufacturer there's a wear layer already on it you uh, know and i'm like this is the battle you and i fight almost constantly isn't it yeah and i think it's it's uh the way the systems are set up with you've got the architect and design firms who i meet with as well as the maybe the administration for the school district or the but it doesn't trickle down to the person who's actually doing the work. We've always said that because that's always been my argument. When I go in to do a, a facilities maintenance presentation, I want the, the person, the human being that has the, their hands on the handles of the machine. That's who I want at the presentation. I don't want their supervisor or their director there who's because that person is at home sleeping while that other person is working. So I don't, I want the person who has their hand on the machine, who's physically touching it, to be there. Once I can get it across to them how it works, then we're we're going down the right path. But telling the supervisor who then tells them in their own way doesn't work. Well, I have a, a another student that took uh, LV class and also a VCT class with me, and uh, they're a contractor they're going to be going in and starting to offer these services to their clients. And uh, the lady said, we want to make sure that we start to do this right from the get-go. She says, well, I need you to come in. <clears throat> they want me to come on site to one of their uh, locations and uh, actually do on-site skills training with what they learned in class. I said, great, that's a, a perfect move. Learn what you need to do 
yep. uh, by your, you know, on site before you start doing it. And she says, what's the first thing we need to do? I said, get floor protectors on the chairs and tables, and then we'll do the, do it. Well, yeah, but right. we haven't done the floor. I said, that's the whole idea. You put those on there first, because the minute that you do the floor and you put those chairs and tables back, it starts scratching. Yep. Especially in elementary school, the kids come in with their tennis shoes on right from outside. And I, I even back up to outside with, I'll take the facility guy, you typically not the maintenance person, but the facility person, and I'll walk them around the school. <clears throat> and I said, you see here, uh, kids are like cows. They're going to take the shortest distance from point A to point B. And that's why you have to put guardrails up. If you put a guardrail up to force them to follow the sidewalk, they will do that. But if you don't put the guardrail up, they're going to walk across that area. You might as well put concrete there um, instead of trying to put grass there because it's going to be dirt by the end of the semester. And uh, one of the school districts I uh, work with, they did put guardrails up and he saw the actually two school districts. They saw wow. the difference. They saw the difference of where people how people walk, you know, and uh, the kids walk and. Kids aren't paying attention. They're on their phones or they're talking to their buddies and they're, you know, they're just going to take the shortest distance and you have to force them along a path. You know, what's interesting about what you said there, Sean, is, is, you know, I've uh, been a very big advocate of mats my whole entire career. I've seen matting do so much for all types of these floors that we're talking about this morning. And I have found that if I take a three foot wide mat and make it 10 feet long going out from the center of the double doors, people mm -hmm. will walk down that mat. Yep. Because you gave them direction. Correct. And people don't believe this, but I have seen it every single time. So uh, I've used mats to do, I've never really actually thought about a guardrail, but uh, <laughs> I like your analogy that, you know, we're like cattle. We need a chute to go down, huh? Yeah, it was exactly what it is. Their uh, their um, kids are just like cattle. They follow the shortest distance between two points. And you can either put concrete there or you can put guardrails up if you're not going to put the concrete down. So, folks, you can see how our conversations go here on Mondays every, every month. We start out with getting to wow when we wind up with cattle guards. <laughs> Wow, what a what a travel that was, huh? Right. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to explain a little bit about getting to wow that we're going to be talking about uh, next month at the FSPMA show. Uh, getting to wow is basically we're going to have a, a one-hour presentation, and then we're going to have a one-hour workshop. And for those of you that are listening, they're going to be at the uh, conference here in September. We would really like for you to start your day that day with us. I think it's actually the 14th. It could be the 13th. I'm not sure. Um, but we're going to start our morning with this. And it's basically helping you, well, learn how to articulate the value of your department. And now you might have thought, oh, you know what? We've got a, a mission statement or we have an elevator pitch. That's not what we're talking about. Uh, you'll have to come to the sessions. But it's going to be a one-hour presentation of how you actually craft this. And then we're going to work for an hour uh, with everybody that's there. 
and we're actually going to do a workshop and we're going to help you develop this statement, if you will, so that when you leave, you're going to have a whole together different look of how to articulate the value of your operation. That's how we're going to start our presentations for the day at the FSPMA show. Uh, and then later we'll have our Rockstar Custodian program, and then Sean's going to join me. Sean, we're going to talk about, uh, well, just what we talked about this, this morning, carpet and LV, I think. Yeah, I think we're going to do a, a presentation, a little bit of background on construction of carpet, construction of LV, and then how to maintain it from the manufacturer's perspective, what's expected from our, our perspective. Well, I think we had uh, a lot of different things happen over the last couple of months. Um, Whitney, I can't remember her last yeah. name. Whitney Legate. Has, uh, ha has that, uh, you know, kind of, I guess, bubbled through the whole program there? Or is she scared enough not to come back again? No, she's excited about it. She really enjoyed doing uh, the podcast and would like, you know, probably come back as another guest later on in the year. And, and, and folks, this is what we're talking about is, um, you know, I think this year's been kind of interesting because uh, podcasting, like you're hearing today, has become, well, the, the radio of this century so that we can always listen to these. Um, we are live on Podbean Live, by the way. We have very few people that join us uh, on the live sessions on Monday morning. Um, but, you know, the, the downloads and um, the listening hours, it's interesting, Sean. You know, I think we're getting close to, into that 8,000 downloads now. Um, wow. So it does mean people are hearing what you and I are talking about. I never would have thought that when we started. <laughs> well, and, and folks, what we're going to be also doing is we're going to be podcasting from the FSPMA show live on the air. We'll have some recorded sessions. We'll be live, too. We'll be there the whole three days podcasting from the event. Uh, then that weekend, I fly to Missouri because starting Sunday the next week, I'm going to be in Missouri with the Missouri school plant managers doing the same thing, Sean. That's exciting. I, I think it's going to be a, um, a good way to get your uh, program out, the Rockstar program, as well as getting people to understand that there is another side to the flooring business. It's not the just the installation, the quality of the product that you specify and, and the life cycle of it, but also the maintenance and how to take care of it. Yeah, and I think this is the thing is that people think podcasting is so hard. It's not. It's just a conversation, as you can hear, folks, just two guys talking about the challenges, the solutions, um, what we do, what we go through. You know, this is why we call this, this podcast Beyond Clean, because we do more than just cleaning, as you can tell. Exactly. So, um, speaking of such, I was on a staycation, so I don't have too much to talk about about my vacation last week because it was kind of boring as far as that goes, but I didn't spend all my time on the computer like I normally do. On the other hand, Sean didn't stay at home. No, uh, my wife and I, we go over to 
uh, Ocala, Florida, that area, actually a little town called Fort McCoy. And we stayed at a lake called Lake Kerr. And Lake Kerr is a beautiful 2,000-acre lake um, that is right out there in the middle of Florida near Lake George and Salt Springs. And just a beautiful area, not a whole lot of people on the lake, and just able to take the pontoon boat and cruise around the lake and enjoy the the beautiful weather. And uh, it actually didn't even rain the entire time we were there. I was very impressed. So we had a great time. My best friend and his family come down and I get to do another thing I enjoy doing, which is cook. So I got to cook for the big family, about 12 people, and just uh, really had a lot of good fellowship and a lot of good, got to see my friends and spend some quality time with them. It was, it was fun. Well, I, I would say that I got to do one thing I haven't done in a long time. Uh, we actually went downtown Winter Garden uh, last week and saw a play at the theater, uh, which was uh, unique. Uh, the only the only issue was they still were having some COVID issues, and so some of the actors had to wear masks. So it kind of took away from it uh, somewhat, but... Um, you know, I haven't been to a live play in, oh gosh, I know it, at least a dozen years. So um, I guess I did do something different on a vacation. That's pretty neat. I've always enjoyed going to uh, live performances like that. And I've been to New York to Broadway a couple of times and there's some stuff goes on in Gainesville, the Hippodrome. So that was it. I enjoy that. Folks, we would love for you to engage with us. We will have in the show notes today uh, the links to both the FSPMA and the MSPMA uh, conferences. Um, there'll be a link in there how to get a hold of Sean. We please, please, please like and share. We do enjoy the fact that you have been doing that here on Podbean Live. Um, we've got hundreds of videos out there on YouTube. Um uh, we have the Rockstar Custodian Program, folks. We're in the last two months of nominations. So if you have a rock star of cleaning that you, well, you, hey, you just say they need to be recognized. Go to rockstarsofcleaning.com. You'll see the nominations page and the criteria for nominating them. Uh, just a little note for you that you're here listening to the podcast. The more that you put in the description about why you're nominating them, the better the chances they will make it to the finalist list. Because November 1st, we're going to pick eight finalists. We'll put them out for national voting. And then, uh, Sean, we're actually going to have a live conference uh, starting next February. That is going to be exciting i know you picked that up from the other conference that we did that people wanted to see that roundtable discussion is that correct uh yeah well that there's there's two things that came from that now i don't know if you even know this but since we talked last we recorded our first roundtable discussion it's called talking clean in a dirty world uh it's mm -hmm. up on our website uh and so yeah sean out of that conference came the we need a discussion, a roundtable. So uh, we did record our first one. We're preparing for our second one now. We'll record it here sometime in August. Um, but then they said, you know, can you have a live conference where we can come to it? So uh, the first one is February the 23rd of 23. Wow. That's exciting. 
And we will be actually presenting the Rockstar Custodian of the Year for 22 uh, live at that conference. So, folks, what we're saying is if you haven't nominated, please nominate them. If you don't have somebody, uh, you probably know somebody that is deserving. Uh, there's no monetary value. It's simply recognition, national award. Uh, we've done it for uh, three years. We're going to be doing it again for the fourth year. So please go to there. Um, that's rockstarsofcleaning.com. Um, Sean, any parting words before I let you go and get to, get to all of those things that happened while you were gone? Uh, no, no, nothing more than normal. I'm, I'm kind of underwater today, so I'm ready to get back into it and get the emails cleaned up, return some phone calls and, uh, try to get caught up. Start swimming through the, uh, emails and the voicemails and all of the words. Exactly. And I have to call my counterpart and get a download from him as to what he handled for me last week. Folks, if you are interested in the legato, uh, the liquid linoleum, get hold of Sean. Uh, it's uh, something that's new on the market. It's the newest floor surfacing. If you think that maintenance needs to be changed, I can tell you a mop is not on the recommended uh, requirements for taking care of this floor. And you can't just use any old cleaner that you want to or you void warranties. So anyway, get hold of Sean, talk about that. Uh, come to one of our classes, academyofcleaning.com. You can tell we have classes on almost any type of floor to maintain. Look forward to seeing you here at our classroom. Sean, thanks again for another uh, taping. We'll uh, definitely talk to you again at the first of the next month. All right, Dave, have a great week and a great month, and I'm, I'll am uh, i look forward to talking to you next month. Good enough. Bye, guy. Bye.